Living Proof with Chris Flickinger. All right, and once again, this is another episode of Living Proof. Living Proof with Chris Flickinger. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing very good. This seems to be the uh, the pilot episode of what hopes to be many, many, many more episodes to come. This is Living Proof. Uh, I picked that title. I thought that would be apropos for you because you are living proof of of amazing obstacles to to overcome. Uh, tell me a little bit about the beginning for you because it hasn't always been a smooth ride for you. No, Dan, it's actually been a journey, and the journey that uh, started, it's it's almost, if you think about today's, uh, we're in September, it was September uh, 24th of 1988, uh, we were just kids then, I was 19 years old, and uh, got in a very severe car accident, and this is sort of what was a defining moment, but yet, we're not having this conversation, because it's taken the time for me to really understand who I am, and, and truly what happened. So the truly what happened was I got in a car accident. Everybody gets in car accidents all day, every day. And I sustained some very severe injuries, which um, I broke my neck, I broke my back, I sustained multiple um, cuts and bruises on my in my head. Um, I think it was over like 400 stitches. I had air in my brain. I lost vision of my left eye. I had a prosthetic put in. I had implants put in. So it was a journey that took quite some time. Right, so the, so the big deal was, wasn't that you were in a car accident, the nope. big deal was you lived yeah. from a car, you survived yeah. the car accident. I remember sitting in a hospital and I, the, the doctors came in and they go, you know, so, uh, we want to talk to you for a second and is there if we speak in front of your parents, because you are an adult, and a lot of people think at 19 you're still a kid, and we are now that we're uh, older when you look back upon your life, but at that moment you were truly an adult and they said, we need to explain something to you, um, you have limited vision. I said, what does that mean? I could see you. They go, no, you are blind in your left eye. I said, no, I'm not. And the doctor took a, they said, all right, I want you to do, we're going to run a little test here. Put your, put your hand over your uh, left eye. What do you say? I'm holding up my hand. I said, well, I see your hand. He goes, now put your hand over your right eye. What do you say? And I went, oh, I see nothing. I said, all right, this is serious. So what else happened to me? And at that time, you know, there was a lot of medications and there was a lot of operations that I was going to be facing. And I said, do you think someday I will be able to walk again? And do you think I'll be able to exercise and, you know, maybe lift weights, go skiing, you know, settle down, have a family? And they go, with due time, all this will happen. But right now we have to focus on the task at hand. And did you believe them at that time? No. I didn't. At the first, at, at first blush, I went, I'm in this hospital. There was no indication when I was getting out. Um, I didn't know, and we didn't know because it was ongoing. This was, you know, after I made it through the night and I happened to live, then it was the, the recovery period. And I thought in my mind, in my mind that I was going to be out of the hospital in a couple days, and I had these few injuries, and um, I was going to be back, and I'd be doing whatever I'm doing in a month or two. And it didn't work out that way. Uh, there was a process that I went through and the stages that I went through. Um, it took time. When they identified all the injuries, I spent over two months in a hospital. And then I spent a year at home in a back brace and a neck brace. So my belief system was very clouded. And I can tell you, and there's probably a lot of people out there listening that go, yeah, I've had similar, I've had um, where I, I've been there. 
And there's other people that have never been there, but I think we've all been in a dark place to say, I'm stuck. This isn't what I signed up for. I don't want this to happen to me. Why me? So I went through a lot of why me moments through that, that, um, that time and throughout the, throughout the years, frankly. So, so, so you have this, this why me, why me? Um, all, all these things have, have culminated into what you are doing now, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you, were, you were very successful and you were trying to not only share your story, but, but help others and, and, and help contribute to helping others who have had similar, who probably have never even scratched the surface of anything as dramatic or traumatic as you've gone through. And, you know, you, you've completely turned every, everything around. Uh, do, do you really think you would have gotten this far had you not had that accident? Great question. And the short answer is no. Now I'll elaborate on that. Uh, you know, when you're young, and again, this was, I was 19 years old. Am I allowed to disclose my age now? You can do whatever you want. Oh, sure. Well. <laughs> well, now I'm 50. I just turned 50 this past March. So I'm coming to talk to you now after all these years. And looking back on it, uh, I can look back and say this is um, what where I was stuck. And these were the things that, um, I didn't believe would happen. And, and I, you know, looking back on it, um, you know, did I have a plan in place to say, if I do X, the, 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 this will be the result. In the beginning, the answer was no. I went through a range of emotions and a lot of people that go through any kind of trauma, you have to go through your, you know, the happy, the sad, the, the why me, the regrets, the anger, um, when faced with, you know, obstacles like this. So I did, you know, after I got out of the hospital and I was recovering at home and, and there was a series of operations. I mean, I lost count after 15 operations. Um, there was stages that they set me up on, meaning the doctors, um, when I had to go through eye surgery. Now you remember 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, what are you supposed to be doing? Society tells you go out, get a job or go to college, go out, meet people find your, your, find a, find a girlfriend, you know, find a boyfriend, all these people go out, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You turn on a TV, what do you see? You see, um, advertisements for let's look good. Let's feel good. Let's be good. Let's do fun things. And here I was waiting for the next eye surgery, waiting for the next plastic surgery to come along so that I can get a, a cheek implant so that I could get, um, my eyelid, um, sort of reconstructed so they could, put me back to normal so in the beginning right so not only did you not you know just just because you were just in 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 therapy and and just just having you were just totally out of commission not only because of that do you not have a social life correct but it's also not you know it's not like you have a pimple on your face you were going through a whole facial reconstruction right you know and and for anybody let alone a, a a kid just reaching, just entering adulthood, mm-hmm. you know, going through, they they can, it can create such a dark cloud over, I can only assume it can create such a dark cloud over someone that it can only cause people to want to hide. Right. And that's what I did. I, I spent my time, I remember being out with friends and we would go different places. And for those of, you know, in the New Jersey, Philadelphia area, we would go to concerts in Philadelphia, the old Spectrum, or we'd go down to, the, you know, the Cape May or Wildwood, you know, sh- shore, go to Atlantic City. And it was always about a good time and, and having fun. 
And inevitably, there would be someone that I would meet in a social setting who would say, you're a really nice person. What happened to you? And I spent most of my time defending what happened to me. So again, I, in the beginning is I woke up and I'm alive. Now what? What good is it that I have all this trauma, I have all these injuries, I have, I have this, this great mountain to, to, to climb when my friends, it's not fair. You know, and I found out real early in life, life's not fair. You're dealt a situation, but you don't let the circumstances determine who you're going to be. As, as you could have so easily done. Absolutely. So when I would go out, I was concerned, you know, um, most people were like, I got my hair cut and I got a new pair of clothes and I went shopping to the mall. Now we're going to go out and let, let's, let's go have fun. And I'm like, all right, well, I did all that, but I'm, I'm still damaged or still stuff. I'm going to have to talk to people. Um, they're going to ask me questions and I'm going to have to hide or I'm going to have to make, um, make not, not make excuses, but put myself in a situation to defend myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I did that for a number of years, uh, defending my situation, defending my appearance, defending um, the direction I was heading in. And then At no if, point did you let your guard down. You were just always, always up on the ready. So what it led to, Dan, this was the interesting thing that I like to bring up. It led me to a choice, and I had two choices. In creating, and people do this, and I see this present day, people go through and they do all of these things as a defense mechanism, and then they make choices. So fundamentally, it comes down to two choices. You have an A choice or a B choice. You have a yes choice or a no choice. You take the high road or the low road. And and we see it, and I've seen it with people with, with injuries that were much less than mine. And sometimes these injuries weren't visible. People have scars inside. People deal with um, you know, emotional issues and mental issues. And they also deal with physical issues. But then they run and hide in a certain way. And I made it a point when I was probably... 20, I was 19 when I got injured, I was probably 23, and I was going through the motions, and I was re-engaging in society, and I was going to go back to college, and I made it a point that I'm going to take the high road. I know, I know it's not going to be the easy road, and I know I'm going to have challenges and obstacles ahead of me, but um, I'm going to get my appearance back. I was 190 pounds when I got hurt. I was in a hospital at 128 pounds with a broken jaw and, three, and, and wired, so I was eating my food through a straw for six months. And I was in physical therapy and a back brace and a neck brace in a wheelchair. And I said, give me the 25 pound dumbbells. Cause that's what I went in. That's how I used to exercise prior. And when I was in there, they go, let's start with five pounds. I couldn't, I couldn't in a wheelchair, take a five pound dumbbell and curl it. They took me down to a one pound dumbbell. And at that moment in time, I realized I'm at the lowest point of my life. What am I going to do about it? Because to your point in the beginning of this podcast, I woke up. I woke up with breath. I'm alive. Now what? And that's been my journey ever since. And so when I look at different situations, I always address it as what is the benefit of staying where I am or challenging myself to do better, to be better, and to seek more opportunities? And and unfortunately, you had to take that to give you that realization, and I'm sure you feel that this is something, and I feel the same way, this is something that everybody should do when they wake up. You know, Mm -hmm. you wake up, you have air in your lungs, you're alive, 
now what? Mm-hmm. You know, and what do you do to take it to the next level? And what's your overall mission with this with this new show with uh, Living Proof? I want to help people recognize truly what they have to offer. And when I mean what they have to offer is first and foremost with themselves. In other words, we all have a set of um, skills. We all have purpose. We all have the ability to make a difference. And my goal is to help people that are faced with obstacles, whether they be emotional obstacles, physical obstacles, because I've had all this, mental. I, I've, at some point along the way, I used to think I was crazy, um, you know, because I have, you know, what, what good is there? What's the difference? So my thought process with this is really, really sitting down with individuals and talking to people, getting the message out that doesn't matter where you are today. What matters is where are you going tomorrow? Your, set, your circumstance will never change. I cannot go back and change the clock. Um, and I felt like I've wasted, frankly, too many years coming to this point to have this conversation. There are so many people's lives that have not been impacted because I've been silent. Um, I do have the ability to show you what it means if you really put um, a solid plan together, you lead with optimism, you realize that as long as I have an opportunity, I can overcome these obstacles, and I put programs together personally and professionally to help people overcome whatever their um, dark place is today. So the purpose for this podcast and the subsequent meetings that we're going to have together, Dan, is to really have people understand that they possess the ability to make a decision that can make their life better or worse. Well, let's 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 fast forward now and let's have a quick update. Sure. Uh, we recapped that several decades ago you had the horrific accident mm-hmm. you almost died uh you you at at your in your inner core you felt you had nothing and you were nothing you you were the lowest of lows what does chris flickinger have right now okay so it holistically speaking dan i i decided that when i was done feeling sorry for myself and when i was done being angry at what took place was i'm going back to school I made it my point to do the best I could. So no matter what task it was at hand, college came and went, and my goal was to get you know straight A's, came pretty close. I think I had all A's in one B. That was a nice um, confidence builder for me. Then throughout my 20s and 30s, I really worked on my physical appearance because of all the surgeries and injuries. So I put the weight back on. I did a triathlon along the way. Um, I did rock climbing. I've done several trips where I challenged myself physically that, you know, I can do that too. So, you know, I've really worked on my my physical. And as my professional, I work in the financial world. I help people solve um, their situations on a daily basis. And I've been able to... um, work for a major corporation and do very well, challenge myself in that leadership role. And at this point, I've also been able to, um, I'm, I know we talked about earlier saying, can you find that person along the way? I, I found that person. I found somebody that was in my life when I was younger and, and we met up later in life and I got married and 
couple wonderful children from that resulted from that that I inherit along the way and I work with her very closely in spreading wellness through what she does so you know I have a lot to a lot of good came out of and um, my wife Lori challenges me every day and I challenge her and with that being said we're able to go out and really again you're going to hear a common thread help people The show is called Living Proof. The man is Chris Flickinger. Stick around. There will be many, many more episodes to come. This was just a first. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Danny.